Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Followership with Ryan Leak, podcast designed to help people on the other side of leadership. So many resources are designed to help leaders. This is a resource to help everybody else. I know everybody can be a leader. However, there's sometimes you just find yourself, you're, you're a part of a team. You can be frustrated with your place in your career or your life. And so this is a resource designed to help you in that particular season of your life. Um, Over the past couple of episodes, I've been interviewing people who I think are next level. I just wrote a book called Leveling Up, 12 Questions to Elevate Your Personal and Professional Development. And there are a very select group of people in my life that I look at and I go, this is a person that is absolutely next level that I think my audience should learn from. Uh, One of those people is none other then my brother, Ken Locke. Ken Locke is a pastor in Milwaukee. He is the Milwaukee Bucks chaplain. He is also the Milwaukee Bucks barber. He's also a keynote speaker. I was looking at a couple of his posts on Instagram last week. He's a singer, songwriter. Uh, He has um, one of the fastest growing churches in America. Like they, they don't have enough services because they are bursting at the seams in Milwaukee, making a huge impact. Uh, yeah. And he's, we've gotten to know each other for probably what, over the last about year. Yeah. And I hear this phrase all the time. Brian, you got to connect with this guy. You guys are just going to hit it off. Brian, you got to connect with this guy. You're just going to hit it off. Brian, you got to connect with this guy. You're going to hit it off. I hear that every single week. Oh, you got to go lunch with this guy. You got to go. You gotta. And, and, I, and again, I'm not mad at nobody, but it's like sometimes I connect with the person. And I'm just going, why did they think that me and this person would talk longer than five minutes? Like, I feel disrespected. Like, either they think low of me or something. Like, something's off. But when Jordan Montgomery said, dude, you got to connect with Ken, I think you guys are going to hit it off. What we scheduled, it had to be, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Yeah, it was like a 20-minute call. Like 20-minute call. We talked for, I think, two and a half hours. Like, instantly. (laughs) Instantly. And so... So anyways, it, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. It, it really is. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ken Locke to, to Followership with Ryan Lee. Man, listen, it's my absolute honor. I love I love Ryan's intro because he just he just really lays the pathway so amazingly smooth. Like like he wasn't, it, it wasn't a call, number one. It was me trying to be mentored. <laughs> it was me like, hey, bro, like, I got like 12 questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's gracious enough to like, no, you know, like, you're, no, man. you're, you're was... big green, but you're motivated and, and you have passion. And you know what? Like, dude, I want to help you in whatever way I can. And then ever since then, I just held on to his coattail. And, you know, we've been going. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, this, this. <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not gonna do name dropping on this episode, but <laughs> yeah, but, I don't want to get started. With, you're right, you're right. I don't even want to start. I don't want to start name dropping. I don't think you want to start that game, right? <laughs> you are on TV with some of these people. I am not. Mine is very underneath the table. In a dark corner in a restaurant, oh, they're sneaking oh, in the back. Oh, oh, that's cool. I mean, you choose to be that way. And I, you know, that's what real leaders do. You know what? I don't care. We got, got to, man. We got I'm to. just serve and keep going. But, you know, people yeah, like me, man. I was young. I'm on TV. I didn't know any better. I'm right here smiling, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's really cool to see uh, what was on TV 
the Milwaukee Bucks started circling up and praying at the end of games. And I'm watching them play on like a Sunday afternoon and I see you huddling up yeah. <laughs> the whole team. And then even other, other teams began to join you, which yeah. is just, uh, which is just so cool to see, see just a little bit of your influence and, and impact. Man, yes, one, of, one, of the, one of the questions I have for you for our audience, you know, you, you're doing um, so many great things now that can be publicly seen, whether it be um, in an NBA stadium or at your church or on social media. Yep. I want to talk about the anonymous years. I want to yeah. talk about the years where not a lot of people knew your name. Yeah. Um, I want I want to I want to I want you to talk about that season of your life where you were just grinding and just yeah. putting your head down and just serving. What what did you I, I think sometimes people can look at somebody's highlights and think that's that's just their whole life. And that's just how it's always been. Yeah. I, I know that that's that's just not the case for for a lot of people. So give us a little bit of behind the scenes, man. What were your what were some of your followership days like? Yeah, man, you're talking about many of what I would consider like formative years of kind of like your heart, your integrity, and what your character is. And uh, my dad is a pastor, so, you know, I started in my pop's church. And uh, it, was, it was so much fun there because it wasn't uh, a, a really large church by any stretch of the imagination. So mm -hmm. I got a chance to serve in almost every capacity. You know, whenever you're in like one of those smaller organizations, it's like you, you can be anything. You can sign up to be the janitor. You could right. to be the kids director. You could sign or volunteer to do so. <laughs> right. And they, they kind of need you to, right? It's kind of like the elephant yeah. in the room. Like, so who's yeah. going to mop the floors? Yeah. yeah. I guess I will. I guess I will. So, right. uh, uh, man, just really serving there, it, it taught me so much as far as the value of serving without like really any applause or mm. uh, any recognition and, and kind of this mindset of, you know, whatever, whatever you can help with, just, just help, right? Without, without there needing to be um, a huge blow up of, hey, this is what my hands are doing. This is where I need to be recognized. And so I really pause. learned a lot. Pause, 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 pause. I think what you just said there is vitally important for people to get in their soul. I, I think that's so important because if our audience and our listeners were honest today, it's probably their biggest internal gripe that they're doing something, putting their hands to something, yeah. and they're not being given credit. They're not yeah. being valued at that at that level, what what do you what do you do with that? Yeah, no, no I'm happy you asked that because I, I do think that like every human being, you know, because I would be lying if I say at some point it didn't cross my mind. So mm -hmm. I think every human being will, while just putting all of your effort, your energy, your time, resources, maybe mental power towards something and you're serving and you're giving even more than what's asked of you, right? You're trying to like go the extra mile. You're trying to follow correctly and, and give correctly and serve at a proper position of your heart and all that stuff. Every once in a while, you get to a space where it's like, 
hey, is it being recognized? And mm. am I being valued for what it is that I bring to the table? And I think that that's, that question is okay, but like parking and hanging out in that space can be very unhealthy uh, because it turns into a thing of where all of your serving starts to turn inward focus. And it, and it almost becomes mm. like a, hey, why am I not being honored to the magnitude that I think I should be honored? And it, and it almost becomes like self-worship. And, uh, you get you can get stuck in it to the point of where you will purposely start giving less of yourself mm. uh, because you feel as if somebody else didn't give you the appreciation that you think that you deserve. Now, on a surface, that seems fine. But when you dig deeper under it, what you're actually saying is, I'm going to purposely minimize my impact because someone else didn't recognize my value. And that's mm. the worst thing you could ever do. It's the wow. worst thing you could ever do is to show up less than what you are. Because somebody else didn't recognize you. Like, you got to show up for yourself every single time. And so for me, I showed up, like, to serve with the best of my ability. And I didn't recognize what was growing in me at that time. Because, you know, when you're serving in spaces, you're not always forward-thinking. You're not always saying, one day this season or this space is going to be really helpful for me in my future. That's not what you're thinking. You're like, right. I'm just in the grinding gears right now. And so I stayed focused in the grinding gears, but I learned so much uh, about fortitude. I learned so much about what real service is, and it's the, it's the posture of the heart. It's not necessarily the applause that comes with it. Wow. When did you know that that particular season was up for you? I'm, I'm thinking of somebody that's listening to this right now, and they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to give their job another year, give their leader another year, or when is it time for them to apply for promotion? When is it time for them to go, I've done my... My time, you know, no, no, nobody, nobody can ever define what, what, how many years is enough, but, nope, nope. but how did you, you know, how did you make that, that jump from going, okay, I've been serving my dad. Now it's actually time for me to, to, to yeah. actually start, start my own deal. Yeah, absolutely. For, for me, it was, um, it was when, when I was able to look up one day and realize that. Uh, there was no, there was no other space for me to impact. Mm. Um, and I think that's like a, a hard conversation because you can see it from a very optimistic perspective or a very pessimistic perspective. So for me, it was very optimistic. It wasn't to walk away with a gripe or, or negative, but I just realized that I had outgrown the space, mm. right? And so they were still. My dad's church at that time was a very traditional church. And uh, a lot of what had become a burning passion for me, it just didn't fit the model of what they were trying to create. And I realized that me mm. trying to infuse what was in me but would have actually started to cause a conflict with mm. what they wanted to do. And so to honor what they wanted to do, which is to stay married to their idea of what church looked like, uh, the only way to properly honor it was to disconnect. Um, mm -hmm. So that I didn't kill my passion in the same at the same time. Uh, so for me, it was optimistic. It was let me honor you. I thank God for the years I served here. I was there for ten years. Poured a bunch of honor on my dad and a bunch of honor on the work that they've done. Mm -hmm. At the same time, uh, realizing that what was in me just didn't match the format, and I couldn't expect them to change their format to match me. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not fair to their identity. Uh, some people look at it from more of a a pessimistic mindset, which is like. I can't grow here. No, I, uh, they're, they're stifling me. And, you know, I just realized I need to step away. Now, 
while that may be true uh, in, in some cases, I've also found in many cases, it's not necessarily a skill set that needs to grow as much as it is a character trait that needs to grow. Mm. Uh, I think that sometimes, you know, people have the skill sets. Okay, maybe I can't grow in skill here, but there's still some more character traits in me that need to be developed while I'm still yet in this in this space. And so mm. I think that when walking away is no longer painful, uh, then you know it's time to walk away. Because it isn't, it mm. isn't a bad thing. It isn't a bad feel. I'm not walking away with a bad taste and then trying to create something out of right. a position. Thing. It really is a, a position of purpose. I know that my time here has served and I appreciate what I've learned in this space, but it's time to create some difference. Yeah. So you 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 make that transition. Uh you are the Milwaukee Bucks chaplain and barber. Tell tell our audience briefly how that came to be. Because you you were still in a, in a serving, and, and, and here's uh whenever uh, people ask me about uh, working with professional sports teams or anything that I do, it's just like, man, how'd you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I woke up and like applied or was like trying. Does that make sense? It's like that. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't my, and that is some people say this is not my story, and I know that's not yours. So, yeah, yeah. Um, tell people that story because I want them to be able to walk away with that. Like, man, be faithful with what is in front of you. And let the Come rest, on. does that make sense? And that is, yeah. that's been my story and I'd love for them to hear yours. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I became the barber because, uh, you know, I was, when I was serving in my dad's church, I was bivocational, so serving there, but also still barbering as my full-time employment. Uh, so I started, uh, a, bar, a player got traded to the Bucks, went and got his haircut at a local barbershop, didn't like it, made a tweet about it. Hey, worst haircut in my life, first day in Milwaukee, hooray, right? Uh, how about this? <laughs> Somebody sends him my name, had a buddy that played in the NBA at that time. We went to high school together. He says in my name, like, yo, if you're Milwaukee, I got a barber named Ken. You should check him out. So that guy calls me the same day that he makes the tweet because he wants me to fix the bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so I come and I fix the bad haircut. He likes it. He goes to practice the next day. He says, hey, yo, I got a new guy named Ken. He fixed my bad haircut. They call me down the second day to fix another player's haircut. When I'm fixing this haircut, then I cut another player. Uh, OJ Mayo walked in. I'm like, yo, give me a quick edge up. Uh, after he walks out, Jabari Parker walks in like, yo, can you just give me a quick line? And Jabari Parker's done and Giannis walks in like, hey, man, I heard you got those guys together. You feel like cutting my hair. And so in a matter of a week, I pretty much started cutting seven guys on the team. Wow. And so the team reaches out like, hey, you already got some relationships with the guys. They obviously love you. Would you like to be the team barber? And I said yes so fast. I don't think she was done <laughs> asking a question. I don't, I know, I'm not even, honestly, I don't know if she was going to ask me, but I said yes. Yeah, Whether or not right, she was going right. to ask. Right. Uh, so I became the team barber at that time. And um, in the process, I actually started our church, but I never told the guys I was a pastor because what I didn't want to do was try to use my personal relationship to funnel them into the church. So I just was cutting hair. And um, uh, somebody else found out through one of the staff that I was a pastor. So it was Malcolm Brogdon at the time. He comes, he's like, yo, you're, you're a pastor? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of actually am. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> You know, like kind of, and he's like, yo, I got a bunch of you know, issues and questions just about faith in church that honestly mm. I have, I've never gotten answered. I'm mm. like, hey, man, I'll give it a try. I'm not going to say I have every answer for you, but I don't mind you know, talking about it. And so after I got done cutting his hair, we had a two-hour conversation like, in his bathroom about the faith. And then he ended up asking me to pray and like gave his life to Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like in an apartment building. And uh, wow. next thing you know, 
I look up and he's he himself and he's invited like three or four guys to church. You know, since so I look up on a Sunday and all these guys are now coming to church. And the team calls again, right? Similar call, like, we don't know what you're doing, but we can't get these guys to go to chapel, which is across the hall from the locker room. You get them to drive 30 minutes to, to come to church. And what are you doing? And I'm like, I do not know. To be totally honest, I, I don't have yeah. any secret thoughts. I just try to be relatable and I try to be as transparent as possible. Mm. So I was like, hey, would you like to be the chaplain? And once again, I said yes without knowing what it entails. I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> I had no, no yeah. metric for what was going to be expected of me, but I just believed that I would be able to fulfill the duties of the role. So wow. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be the chaplain. And uh, that's how I started, you know, since 2019. I've been the NBA chaplain. <laughs> wow. So 2019, you start a church as well. Yep. COVID. COVID. Yes. Um, which is not a church planner's friend or a nope. church's friend, anybody's <laughs> friend for that matter, any business friend, any organization's friend. And, right. and yet through social unrest, yeah. racial unrest in Milwaukee, which it got hot and heavy. It got ugly. Um, man, your, your church thrived. Your relationship with the Bucks thrived. Yeah. They won an NBA championship. Did you get a ring? Yeah, I had my ring going. Yeah, I should have had it on right now. You know, I could have. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do nothing without that ring. Let, let, <laughs> y'all better pray to God. I don't get a championship ring. I'm gonna be a different person. I'm gonna be a whole, a whole different person if I get a ring. I promise you that. Hey, y'all better not ever let me get a ring. Ooh, I'm changing my phone number, everything. I'm getting a new email. Y'all better pray to God I don't get it. This is a cha- champion leak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a new website. It's going to be everything. <laughs> everything, boy. Which is why God has not let me get one, because he know what I would do. So, so uh, things were, were excelling in almost every area of your life. Absolutely, yeah. And then one day we're on the phone and I said, how are you doing? And you said, man, uh, I'm getting a divorce. And I was like, what, 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 like, I would, it, it, it threw me off. <laughs> I think you remember my, I think you still remember my reaction. I was like, wait, 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 like, like we were just talking. Like just like a couple family. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's amazing how fast things can change. And yeah. it's so interesting, you know, uh, whatever the statistics are, it's it's, it's around half of marriages yeah. that that work out. And and I, I I particularly have been watching you since the divorce. Yeah. And talking to you since the divorce. And and my humble opinion and estimation. Yeah. You, you've gone about life post-divorce in such a healthy way. Yeah. Like you've, you've, you, you've continued to just keep moving forward. And I, I think divorce can sometimes put people in somewhat of a social timeout. Yeah. It kind yeah. of stall people and, yeah. And, Statistically speaking, half our listeners have probably been divorced. This is, I'm just throwing out a number. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but yeah. But I, I want and 
and not just people that have lost a marriage, some people have lost a couple of marriages. Yeah. But I also think that there are so many people that just experience loss at a very high level. Yeah. And it can just derail their whole life. Oh, and it can, it can, it can wipe out five years, 10 years of their life because they just they they went to the they took the ball, ran to the corner, and they just they stopped living. Man, they, they, yeah. they just stopped giving their best, man. And it's I, I would imagine the difficulty of losing a marriage, especially having a very public life. Yeah. That man, that can be very like debilitating for you. Yeah. And so yeah. I I wonder what is it that you've said to yourself or what is it that you've heard from others that really helped you continue to move forward with a high level of integrity that I can speak to personally. Yes, sir. A high level of accountability that I also can speak to personally that I think has allowed you to, by no stretch of the imagination, make it look easy or, oh, divorce, all right, just moved on. Like, it's not that, but I don't know. Is is it the mission of God on your life that allowed you to continue to continue to move forward? Is it the look in your kids' eyes that you go, man, I got to do this for them? Encourage people that haven't gotten things right the first time, but they still have to go function at a high level on their teams or organizations and, and in their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, um, I really do think it's perspective. One of the things I'll, I'll add is that, like, you know, you asked me, what was it? Your kids, is God. Is it? it really is a, it's an, a compilation of all of those, though. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's a mm. compilation of all of it. So when you look at going through divorce, you know, I was married for 13 years. I married really, really young. So I'd only known one woman for 13 years, two kids out of it, two beautiful, amazing kids out of it. No, when you look at it and you start to evaluate these situations, you really can make a decision on how you're going to look at it. So one side of it, you can look at it from a very woeful, hey, woe is me. Mm. Um, I gave all of this. and Here I stand. Right. You know, uh, very negative uh, undertones. You know, we came this far just to lose. Mm. We invested so much just to end wow. this way catastrophically. And allowing those phrases and those words to sit on your mind and your heart would just cripple you and debilitate you. Wow. Uh, so many ways that if you're not careful, you are killing yourself while also grieving the death of a season. Wow. Uh, in your life. So for me, uh, I really do have strong faith. So my faith plays a huge part where it's like, I had to pause for myself and say, um, is what I'm going through right now brand new information to God? And wow. it wasn't, uh, it's not brand new to him. It's brand new to me. I'm shocked, but it's not brand new to him. And I started thinking mm-hmm. like, okay, God put me in this position, uh, allowed me to um, experience tremendous success while at the same time experiencing tremendous loss in my personal life. And mm-hmm. what, was he, what did he want me to see? while in this space, while, while in the space that I'm in. And I started mm-hmm. to see the good in all of it. As crazy as it sound, sounded, I saw that, um, number one, that it, life for all of us is, is phasal. Like we go through phases, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we go through spaces in life where we have friends or family or relationships, whether it be romantic or, or platonic, 
that are really, really close to us and they serve us for an extended period of time. And then those relationships dissolve mm. or they dissipate. And if we're not careful, instead of appreciating what we gained in those spaces, we only magnify the loss or the ending of that relationship, therefore making the ending bigger than the relationship itself. Wow. So for mm. me, it was like, I don't want to magnify the ending of it. Like, I learned so much from it. I've become a better man because of it. I've become a better father because of it. Mm. A better leader because of it. And I'm now going to use this crazy change in not only life, but how I see life and use even some of the pains and difficulties that I've learned in it to add more value to others. Mm. And because I believe that everything that we go through is meant to help not only help us, for us to reach back and help someone else. I've learned now that I've been positioned Mm. to serve a group of people that in many cases are underserved. And that is the divorced person, right? It's almost like, you know, especially if you're in the faith world, it's like they're untouched. It's like, it's, it's almost like a sticky word. It's like, all right, we'll have marriage groups and we'll have single groups and we'll have dating groups. But like, dun, 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 it's like divorce. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's like, sure. no group wants you. Like, like the married people are like, well, you're not good enough because you didn't stay with us. And the single people are kind of like, aha, you're back on our side. <laughs> so, so you don't actually have a belonging. <laughs> wow. You don't actually have a real sense of, okay, who really understands I've lived my life in one phase for so long, and I'm now having to learn a new phase. And sometimes having to learn it in a, in a more mature state in 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And it's like, I didn't, I never imagined being single again at this age. And, and what does it look like? And if you're very public like me, the thing that saved me was that I made a promise, a promise to myself to not pretend, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... Our church, we have this mantra, we're true, which is transparent, real, unedited. So no matter what it is, we're going to be transparent, we're going to be real, unedited. And so on days that were very difficult, I allowed it to be difficult. And I was like, you know, this is a difficult day. Today was a day that I had to, the first day that I couldn't take my kids to school. First holiday that I didn't have my kids with me. And like, and live in that emotion, not to be depressed, but to also mm-hmm. say, you know what? It makes me really appreciate the time that I do have for them. And so now the time that I have with my kids, I'm so much more intentional to where I was a dad at home all the time. So sometimes my kids be yapping and I'm like, all right, all right go to the other room. You know what I'm saying? And they're talking, dad, 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 dad. I'm like, listen, dad needs to work. Please leave me alone. Here, popsicle, corner. Let me finish this paper. Let me finish this email, right? right. And I would like almost quarantine myself to finish business. Now... I value the time with them so much more because I know it's every other week. And so it's like, hey, I'll get a lot of business done that we got to have them. But when they're here, I'm very intentional about conversations and I listen better. Like, what do you say happened in school? Did you tell your teacher? Did you talk to your friend about it? Like conversations that I noticed, it's not that I didn't have, but I didn't have the level of regularity that I have right now. And so uh, every lesson became a positive lesson. I saw the silver lining in every single lesson, which therefore because I saw God's hand and not just the pain of every situation, I feel like I've grown more in the last year than maybe I have in the last seven. Wow. Yeah, seriously. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's actually been a growth season for me. And it's been a, I'm healthier. And I know this sounds crazy, but it's almost as if, it's almost the same way 
Um, uh, during COVID, they said, once your body has lived through it, you've acquired natural immunities. Wow. Your body has learned how to fight off certain mm. things that would potentially kill other people. Mm. I've grown so much in this space because I didn't have an immunity uh, when it came to uh, extreme disappointment, to heartbreak, to putting your all into something and maybe it doesn't work. Mm. And like, I've grown so much now to where disappointment just doesn't phase me the way that it did before. It's just, it's like, hey, things don't work out mm. and that's okay. But you just find ways to kind of corral your energy and your focus back and get back on what you need to do. So I have like a natural immunity now, if it makes sense. Wow. Man, you know, one of the things that I think that you have done over the past, you know, six or seven months is to me, privately, you, you haven't bad mouthed your ex. Yeah. You, you, and part of, part of that is like you, you didn't give your pain power. Does that make sense? Like you didn't like, and I, and obviously anybody can, like that's, that's, anybody can, but like, you know, when we weren't recording, yeah, <laughs> like you were the same. And I don't think people yeah. like people might think like that you're on right now. It's just like, no, Whoa. this is how like this is Ken. Like this is like yeah. this is yeah. how he like and I remember calling you a couple of times like, hey bro, like you know you can be real with me. And you were like, I am being real with I'm like, oh, this is okay. This is- <laughs> I don't know. No. I still vividly remember those conversations because you're kind of like you like I love the way you were setting the stage. We're like, listen, but like we're friends. Right? You know, you don't you don't have to be on. I'm like, no, bro. I promise you. Like I, yeah. I'm not on. Yeah. Now you're like, are you sure? And I'm like, no, yeah. seriously, because yeah. I, I do feel like let's just be real. Pain and trauma mm-hmm. has enough power on its own. Yeah. Without you giving it any extra, right? It has enough on its own, and so yeah. for me. The reason I didn't want to constantly rehearse the pain is because I wanted mm. to heal as quickly as possible. And I've learned, uh, you know, and even in therapy, you know, when, when you're constantly rehearsing the pain, what you're doing is you're giving it new tentacles and it keeps reattaching in other places and you keep giving it more strength and more wow. power every time you rehearse the story and then you remember a new detail that maybe you forgot and then you start trying to piece the piece together like, oh, and that's mm. why this happened and that's why I found this out. It's like, dude, listen, Accept the fact, maybe a hard statement, accept the fact it's over. Wow. It's over. And it's okay. The sooner you come to the realization that it's over is the faster you get to the place of there's a new beginning. Wow. Right? And for me, that's where I was chasing. I was chasing there was a new beginning, that there's a new life, there's a new purpose, there's so much more that I have to still yet fulfill. And, 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 And my life really is just at the beginning of stepping into some of the amazing things that I feel like I'm my purpose wow. to do in the, um, in the earth. So yeah, I still to this day, I don't speak negative. And, and let me tell you, the human side of you, you you get to certain spaces where you hear certain stuff. You hear certain rumors <laughs> come up. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, You're like, huh? yeah. you know? Right. And, you, and, and sometimes like you have this, this, this desperate need to want to defend yourself mm. 
defend your point. I'm going to defend my character. Yeah. My integrity. And uh, man, I've learned some valuable lessons in this process. Like one is that, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe anyways. Wow. Um, you know, number two is that you can't convince somebody who's already made their mind up about you. Mm. They've already made their mind up. It's a waste of energy. A mind convinced against his will is a mind unconvinced still. Mm. Um, and I've, I've really, really had to be okay with knowing my truth mm. and knowing where I stand mm. and knowing that regardless of what I hear mm. and regardless of what comes out, my, uh, my position is to choose honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to choose honor and I'm going to continue to walk with honor. And wow. I'll tell you some days it's easier said than done. Some days. You're wow. going to have some days where you're like, nah, this one deserves a response right here. You know, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to get a response. But if you just choose honor, it really does empower you more and it strengthens you more. And it gets to a place of choosing honor consistently at the beginning could be hard. Mm. But once you kind of get the hang of it, it's kind of it, it becomes a way of life. It's just like, you know, I don't really give power to anything negative. Whatever happens, happens. Just keep going. Wow. Well, man, any last words to encourage somebody that is kicking off 2023? Uh, 2022 was, was rough for a lot of people. And they're trying to pick up the pieces. And they're trying to... They don't want to do fake it till they make it. Thank you. They don't think that that's a good plan. I don't think that's a good plan. But yeah. they're, they're trying to come to grips with the reality of their situation and still, man, give, give their best, man. They, they got mouths to feed. They got stuff to do. And they don't yeah. want to be moping around. But at the same time, they may not, may not feel like doing it, man. I mean, just, just encourage somebody. Yeah, man. Honestly, like, if I were to give you an, an analogy to help them, this is the analogy I would give. Uh, if you were to say, like, life was like this scattered puzzle, you know mm. what I mean? You're like, all right, I'm starting 2023. I'm trying to put this puzzle back together. H- how do you start with the puzzle? Anybody knows the first thing you do is you start with the corners and the edge because that's your foundation. So, like, mm. you got to know 2023, like, what is the foundation of, of, of what's holding your life together? And for me, it was my faith. My relationship with God was my foundation. Mm. And so, like, I had to start with that. Like, where is my heart? You know what I mean? Where is my... My faith is in my allowing space and the mm. process of healing. Uh, so that's my foundation. And then many people have that. All right. We have, I have the God factor. All right. Let's get past that. Can let's, let's talk real talk, real talk. The rest of the puzzle, you start with the pieces you recognize. Mm. That's it. Like you can't, I can't go anywhere beyond it. I start with the pieces I recognize and I start to put those together. Mm. And I allow the pieces that I don't recognize to naturally fall in their place. Mm. And so if you're trying to put your life back together, maybe you went through a divorce and maybe you um, lost a job or maybe a company closed that you started and you put all your resources and all your savings and it just Mm. didn't work out, whatever. I would say, go back to what are the pieces you recognize? What are your passions? What are the things that you love the most? How are you wired? What is your identity? Because when you can go back to the parts of you that you recognize, God can help you build from there. And you can start to rebuild from the spaces of, okay, this is who I am. I may have lost some stuff in the process, but to my core, Mm. this is what I recognize for me and I'll rebuild from that place. Awesome. Ken, thank you so much, man. I really think that this episode is going to speak volumes to people. I think it's going to add a lot of value to people and give give a lot of people hope, man, because I think there's so many people that are waking up hopeless. And and I, I hope that today's episode really gives people hope. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to
to be on the podcast. And that's uh, my honor, man. Anything for Ryan Lee. <laughs> Ryan Lee. I cheered everybody else out the way. I Ryan bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if today's episode added value to your life, please uh, like it, share it, leave a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And, uh, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, we'll holla.